Part 4. Historical Main Text The Weimar Symptom Models of Consciousness in German Modernity Quoting Ernst Junger from Grausame Bücher in Das Abenteuerliche Herz On the whole, a reading of the thing induces fear, and that not so much because of the horrors, but rather because of the complete security with which the secret contract that exists between people is broken. The impression is roughly as if someone in the room would raise their voice and say, Since we are now as animals together among ourselves, Cynicism, as has been shown, forms a basic figure of the revolution of values and the historical process of combatant consciousness. In it, the ideologies awaken to themselves. Ostentatiously, they scintillate in malevolent ineluctability. In the course of history, periods that are especially prone to cynicism emerge, and, Marxistically, periods of declining class domination epochs of an ideology that has become reflexive in which the norms and dogmas of culture, buffered by self-irony, begin to play with their inner contradictions. In human history to date, the becoming reflective of false and malevolent states of consciousness was always a culturally pathological symptom, an expression of the fact that the ruling strata had entered into a morbid stage tending to decadence and indiscriminate disinhibition. In this point, Oswald Spengler, no matter what one thinks of him, has made statements of perplexing physiognomic precision. It is a matter of late periods when cultural, excuse me, when original forces, value-stable naivety, and more primitive tensions of will in a culturally dominating stratum have been consumed by strategic learning processes. Cynically disposed, therefore, are the times of hollow gestures and artfully prearranged phraseology where, under a very official word, private reservations, opposed worlds and ironies are hidden, and where, under public announcements, mute sub-monologues flow, about which only the initiated, the co-corrupted, co-decadent, co-ironist knows something. The smile of the augurs is also the smile of the declining ruling classes. My essay on the Weimar Republic consciously avoids the pathographic vocabulary of cultural critique, just as much as the hypocritical soundness of those all-too-self-certain philosophies of history that straightaway talk of decadence and putrefaction as soon as the individuals in a culture become more reflective, sensitive, fractured and conscious of problems. The phenomenon of reflective ideology is not quite identical with degeneration. When naivety declines and soberness ascends, that does not mean the decline of the West. In any case, moralism and swamp metaphors do not suffice. Even Ernst Bloch, who has also written more subtle things on this problem in general, and on the quote-unquote Weimar symptom in particular, in inheritance of these times, sometimes speaks from this somewhat too certain, too quote-unquote healthy perspective. Quoting Das Prinzip Hoffnung, volume 1, page 169, putrefying ideology in the declining times of a class society. 
already conscious, false consciousness. Consequently, deception. End quote. This way of seeing presumes a psychostructure in which it would be just a short step from the uncovering of the swindle. That is, from the making conscious of the putrefying ideology to the pithy truth. Today's situation is far removed from this, psychologically as well as sociologically, and today scarcely anybody still deludes himself that he has a firm relationship with the truth. A pre- or post-morbid stage expands into a new normality. After a hundred-year-long crisis, the word crisis is as wilted as the individuals who once were supposed to have been shaken up by it, the modern reflectively cynical structures have obviously survived the motley phases of decadence. The grey cynicisms of modern matter-of-factness, too, are still cynicisms, even when they no longer have anything of the great pose of aristocratic morbidity, or aestheticism, or dandyism, or of the spiritually decayed lifestyle of overbred, late bourgeois individualities. We live today in a cynicism from which absolutely no flowers of evil sprout. No grand, cold gazes and fireworks in the abyss. Instead, cement cities, bureau democracy, listlessness, endless mediocrity, administration of deplorable states of affairs, lamenting prattle about responsibility miserly pessimism and insipid ironies. It may be that we will have to put up with the spirit for a long time. That is a mentality that is not even decadent, because it was not preceded by any high point from which it could decline. What today is cynical has long since been sliding along unperturbed in this style. As we have said, there is no longer any exposure that corresponds to reflective ideology. No critique can cope with gelatinous realism, for critique cannot achieve any validity when it is not confronted by an ignorance. In diffusely cynical consciousness, no genuine ignorance reigns, only an inner splintering, unreachable by any sort of enlightenment, and a conscious semi-darkness that in its gloom still finds the energy, God knows where, to go on. Even a critique that itself becomes cynical in order to smash the predominating cynicism is deflected. In exactly this way, incidentally, we could summarise critique in the Weimar Republic in the shortest possible formula. The Weimar Republic is one of those historical phenomena through which we can best study how the modernisation of a society has to be paid for. Enormous technical achievements are exchanged for an increasing uneasiness in the culture, conveniences of civilization for the feeling of meaninglessness. Huge enterprises shoot up, but in the half-shadow the question remains, what is the meaning of it all, and what does it have to do with me? In the intelligentsia, which consciously went through and participated in the process, there is no longer anywhere a false consciousness in the simple sense, but rather dissolute consciousness on all sides. Because nothing is sacred to this consciousness anymore. It becomes greedy. The world of instruments lies at the feet of this amorphous and imprecise greed. But it finds no real enjoyment in them. In the Weimar culture, as I hinted in chapter 1, cynicism finds a more salient language than today. 
then cynicism was acidic and productive, whereas today it expresses itself only in the no-thanks style, sullenly or bureaucratically. For the leaders of Weimar culture, in spite of everything that happened, reveal an intimate proximity to the heights of values and the ideas of the metaphysical traditions, whose collapse is now writ large in thousands of bold and fresh, aggressive disillusionments and dismantlings. Cynical and cynical elements are to be found in almost all the progressive aesthetics of the time, not to mention the petty bourgeois phenomena of disinhibition on the martial political level. Fascism. Among the productive spirits of the time, there are not a few who take it on themselves to articulate their disappointments, their derision, and their new grand coldness in aggressive art forms. They create an expressive language in which negativity and modernity Unhappiness and conscious contemporaneity become almost identical. From this circle come grand poses, individuals holding firm in a glaring, unholy reality. Here, the First World War can still be seen as an event in the history of metaphysics, in a certain way as the militaristic commentary on Nietzsche's God is dead. The ego after the war is an inheritance without testament, and is almost inevitably doomed to cynicism. Once again it throws itself into grand expressive postures. Aesthetic autonomy in dismemberment. Destruction of oneself in the general destruction. A superior mean, even when being torn apart. Cold affirmation of relations that deny our dream of life. The coldness of the world outdone by the coldness of art. Weimar art cynics train themselves to play masters of the situation, while the situation is one in which things have gotten out of control and sovereignty is no longer possible. They practice elevating themselves above the absurd, the inconceivable, and above what has long since been seen through. They impudently place their poses against the equally overwhelming and mediocre destiny of the period, cynically allowing themselves to be swept along. Hey, we're alive. The modernization of unhappy consciousness. <laughs>